0: The Toys for the Ages Expo in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, was one of the best toy show weekends I've ever experienced. It had everything you'd want in a toy trip, a new show and a new area of the country to explore, good meals, the opportunity to spend time with old friends and the chance to meet new ones, and some amazing finds, especially when it comes to vintage Star Wars action figures. And at a show like this, collectors love to share stories about some of the best pickups they've ever had. And we as collectors love to hear them. Because they're exciting. They're hopeful. And they celebrate the wins of those who, like us, love collecting and hunting for rare and special pieces. This is part two of a look at Carlisle's Toys for the Ages Expo on a Saturday in August. This is a collection of conversations from that show, as collectors share the tales behind the highlight reels of their collecting journeys. This is the first episode of a new series titled Amazing Finds. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. I approached the Toys for the Ages Expo with very few expectations. I knew little about the show itself and after a number of busy weeks at home, I craved heading out to someplace new and to spend time doing something that felt normal and fresh at the same time. I missed hunting for vintage and modern Star Wars collectibles. That feeling of rifling through bins and boxes at a show and stumbling upon an overlooked piece of plastic treasure. The excitement of seeing a piece that would fill a gap in my collection, and the chance to possibly take it home with me. But more importantly, I miss seeing many of my friends I'd met through the hobby and the community connected to it. And so, I trekked out to Carlisle, Pennsylvania to help my dear friend, collector and dealer Pete LaRose, set up for the show. And in addition to attending the show, I had lunch at a nearby diner, followed by dinner at a local restaurant after setup with Pete, Ryan Bauer, Dennis Chicolero, and almost all of the vendors. We ended Friday night crammed into the North Hanover Grill, eating burgers and wings, and sharing collecting stories and updating our friends on our lives. The weekend had been a true blessing. Andy Cook delivered an incredible show that contained the perfect mix of the best of modern and vintage toys, and the days spent at Carlisle were relaxing and fun. Saturday morning, Pete and I left the hotel to arrive at the Expo Center at 6.30. Toy shows can sometimes be chaotic before the doors open to the public, but not this one. The majority of the vendors set up the night before and there was a real sense of ease in the air as I tore the show floor. It was bursting with energy and excitement and it felt like something truly
1: special was happening that morning. What is going on, everybody? This is Andy Cook coming to you live from Toys for the Ages Expo. That's right, live from Toys for the Ages Expo. We have a fantastic show that's going to start in 30 minutes. If you get a chance, make sure you come on out, stop by the Expo Center. We are doing door prizes. That's the mega wheel. Here is all the prizes that we're giving away to you, the public. So make sure you come check that out. You have a chance to win some great stuff. We have killer stuff here, 32,000 square feet. Of vintage toys and collectibles. Um, tons and tons and tons of stuff. It starts at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. is $10 to get in. Uh, then 10 a.m. to uh, 3 p.m. is general mission, which is $5. All kids 12 and under are free. So make sure that uh, you bring your kids along. Uh, should be a good time. But again, you can see, I mean, it was just jam packed, full of. madness here all kinds of good stuff so make sure you come check it out today 9 a.m the doors open there's already a line out front so we will see you here as always i'm andy cook and yo yo peace out while i was at the
0: show that saturday i started a new series for the podcast called amazing finds as a collector one of the best parts of the hobby is hearing these epic tales from our fellow friends and I thought it would be nice to capture a number of them and to share them with you. So come along as we walk the aisles hunting for toys before the show opens to the public. And join me for conversations with vendors and collectors as they talk about some of the incredible pieces they have found over the years and the memorable stories that will stay with them forever. 8.08 8:08 in the morning, and uh, the show is still coming together. It is wonderful so far. Uh, I just picked up a few
2: items, uh, and I'm here with my friend Mark Ryan. Mark, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, David? Good, good. Uh, have you picked up anything yet? I picked up some of the L- the loose LJN Dungeon and Dragon figures, mm-hmm. Minotaur, um, basically all the bigger the bigger bendy ones. I picked them all up, okay. and they were complete, which is nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are there any that you're looking for? Yeah, I'm looking. I almost have a whole carded set and box set. I'm just missing the um, Timon the Dragon, and then I think I said that wrong, but I don't. Know. And then I'm missing a couple other, other carded figures, but so you know, of course, I can't find them. You know how that yeah, goes. It's yeah. one piece; you can't find it. You will
0: though at some point. I
2: will <laughs> at some point. I'll probably have to cut my arm off to pay for it. <laughs> sure. It's what
0: normally happens, right. but but we do when the right. arm grows we back. Do, right? So it's okay.
2: Yeah. Um, what do you think of the show so far? Um, it's great. So I did the first one, and the turnout was incredible. And then um, this is a – did we do one during the COVID year last year? I do. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was okay. the first year. Okay. And then we this year. So I'm expecting probably somewhere close to 1,500, 2,000 people. I mean, that's what I'm expecting here. Which is incredible. And it's really like the perfect size show. It, it's a huge show. It, yeah. it's I mean, I'm, I think he has like 100, almost 100 booths in here. And they're 10 by 12 booths. And this, I think the square footage is like 36,000 square feet, something crazy. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a big show.
0: It's more space than I've ever seen per table. Per, per ta- Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. So you have uh, – w- you and I talked about uh, amazing finds, and mm-hmm. you said that you came up with uh, a good one that you had. Uh, was this recently or a while ago?
2: Uh, no, this is probably a good five or six years ago. Okay. Uh, so I was – I don't know. I, I saw an article on – on some toys, and I saw that they, in 1948, uh, a, com- a company called EFOL, or F-O-E-F-F-I, I can't, I think it's called the EFOLs, and they created a, they had a Howdy Duty doll, and it was like a, a puppet, so um, while I was reviewing it, I'd come, all, you know, of course, you know, Google's amazing, they connect yes. you with all this stuff, yes. and I actually... Seen a guy talk about having one so I contacted him and he happened this was the crazy he was like he's I think he was in North Carolina and he was traveling north to go visit family past Maryland which is where I'm from and I was like I'll, I'll buy it he told me he had it he had the original well I didn't know this till later but it had the original box so um we I was like hey I want to see it I ended up meeting him in a parking lot somewhere and uh he pulls it out, and it's in the original box. It looked like an old, um, you know, like de- you used to deliver flowers in like a rose box. It was decorated with Hallie Duty and he opened it. And I, I swear you would think that that was never touched. It was, so I ended up, um, I mean, I was like, I just, I was like, how much do you want for it? I didn't even, like, I, don't even, I didn't care. I just pulled out the money. I was like, I'll take yeah. it. And uh, it still had its tags on it. Wow. I mean, it, you, it was never touched, and I ended up... Uh, getting it had a case by CAS just to preserve it because I just didn't want it to get banged around mm-hmm. and uh, I kept the box I don't have it any longer but I mean that was probably like if I had to say like a top five find for me mm-hmm. um that was you know that was the one thing and and, and the only reason I and I call it a find, I know I didn't find it at a toy show and I didn't find it here but I was because I was actually researching like different types of toys I usually, when I'm bored you know like most people I like, yeah, do, yeah. what's his toy line and I, and, I, and I used to collect Um, you know I had a big very large guy so like when I saw that I was like oh well, I gotta have it so I was like, intentionally searching for it <laughs> and I you know you just come in connection with people and that's what I love about the community that's what I love about what you do you, you know this podcast brings people together and you get to know people that you probably wouldn't Want to come up and meet at a show, and maybe it makes them more of appealing and friendly, and maybe they'll come up and dish you, and you build those um, friendships and relationships. I think that's important. So. Absolutely, and it's it's the best part of the whole thing too. Absolutely,
0: and it makes. I, I wanted to do this amazing find series because I wanted to talk about the stuff that we find, because I, I think there's a real excitement in hearing about other people's successes and, and what they stumble upon as mm-hmm. well too. I mean, the fact that you found this howdy doody, it with the box. And with the tags, too, is, for a 1948 item is incredibly rare. And
2: I, did, and I did this prior to the big boom on social media and Facebook with all the toy groups. This was, you know, just like a random, like I said, articles and stuff like that. And it was like, I, like I said, it was just like a newly on Facebook thing. So, yeah, it was, it was just I was lucky, I guess. And, yeah, so I'm excited about it. And if people wanted to see it, is there a picture somewhere on the internet where they can see this? So the only place you're going to find the picture of it is if you go to CS, CAS's website, mm-hmm. and um, I guess you type in Howdy Doody, mm-hmm. and you would see that there. So that pictured one there is is the one. It's the only one I know that they've graded. So yeah, yeah, probably, case. yeah. And it's Collector
0: Archive Services. So yeah. if you go to the site, you can actually see it, and uh, you might as well get some stuff graded I miss while you're my there.
2: Howdy Doody, by the way. <laughs>
0: We'll have to find you another one yeah. at some point. We have a few
2: shows. Are you going to any shows coming up? Yes, yeah, so next week, um, next Saturday, is the Hershey PA Toy Show. So I'll be there set up. And then the fil- I think it's the following weekend, right? Yeah. yeah, I'll be in, at the uh, CTS show in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing my friend Art Lou with me. He'll be <laughs> set up selling vintage Star Wars toys.
0: And Art, we, we've <laughs> talked about Art in the, on the podcast before. Art is, um, besides being one of the nicest people in the hobby, he
2: always has the best stuff. Uh, always, yep. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, it'll be a good time awesome. CTS is always a good show It really is yeah, I mean, James yeah. does a great job on it, yes, yeah. it is. And, and especially Columbus I think I like Columbus Better than the Cincinnati show And Cincinnati's a nice show too It's really hard But I, I always love Columbus I don't know why Columbus is one of the best shows <laughs> yeah.
0: And it always will be Just yeah. because it's huge We get great stuff that shows up And uh, so I'm glad we're driving out there And uh, you know, yeah. we'll hang out yeah. yeah,
2: it'll be good Cool
0: Well, Mark, thank you so much <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, you for David. sharing an amazing story <laughs> No problem, buddy So I'm here with my new friend Mick today, and uh, we just, uh, Mark and I ran into him, and we came up to his booth, and he has an amazing piece here, Uh, but Mick, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure, my name is Mick Jenkins, I'm here uh, in Pennsylvania,
3: I'm from Pennsylvania, and um, I run a store on Etsy called Plastic Treasures, and I collect everything from 60s on up through 90s, but my, my favorite stuff is the 80s, like this piece I have here today. And so this, you said that this is an amazing find. Tell me a little bit about this. This vehicle So this, here. this is a, a four by four Bigfoot Power Wheels vehicle from probably like 1985 or 86, some, somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just so ecstatic to find it. It's, it was. It looks like it's been. Looks like it's never even been used. Really, got really nice stickers on it, and uh, I was just ecstatic when I
0: found it. Absolutely, and to give people an idea, like it's so it's 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 sort of that shiny blue. It's a Ford, shiny blue. It says High Rider on the front, and it has like a, a sticker uh, on the windshield. Uh, it has a steering wheel. Four big huge tires,
4: just a gorgeous
3: piece. Yeah, big roll bars in the back. And uh, when you look at the tires, they're made of plastic. And you know, when you run around in the driveways and the you know, run around in the rocks and the gravel, you know, the the tires get beat up pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But as you can see, like there's barely any wear on this thing, as if if it was only run on rugs or you know barely ever used really do you see these things often cuz i would assume that this is the only one i've ever seen in person before i've yeah. never i've you know i've seen a couple online but uh never in person before so i was pretty excited when i came across it yeah
0: them. i think the last time i saw this was when i was maybe like 5 or 6 so.
3: <laughs> yeah honestly like <laughs> seeing those commercials of the kids driving them in the fields yeah. and stuff and wanting them <laughs> yeah. always wanting them of course of yeah. course i had a three wheel i had a three wheeler going up as a kid, and I have fond memories of it. And uh, this this piece brought me right
0: back there. It's beautiful. Uh, so, Mick, what stuff do you? What kind of stuff do you sell on your Plastic Treasures Etsy site?
3: Um, I love '80s action figures. That's one of my big things. Um, I, I love selling girls and boys toys. Uh, um, you know, but I, you know anything from the '90s. Uh, my favorite stuff is smaller stuff, stuff that's easier to ship. When I come to the toy shows, I usually like to bring bigger stuff that, you know, people don't have to pay shipping on. So I, I do offer free shipping on my, uh, at, uh,
0: at the toy show. Free shipping, no tax, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So. Well, and cool. And if, if somebody is interested or if they're looking for something in particular, can they reach out to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm more than open to help help my customers out. Awesome. Well, Mick, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to meet you. And thank you for sharing a, a little story about this beautiful High Rider. It's gorgeous. Thank you very much. So I'm here in the front left corner of the building now with my friend Christian who has an amazing setup, a a ton of stuff. Uh, we were admiring some of his beautiful pieces. He has everything, you know, Star Wars, modern Star Wars, vintage Star Wars, uh, Barbie. Uh, the gentleman even has a red fanny pack with uh, the Kool-Aid Man on it. So he's rocking
5: the 80s. Anyway, uh, Christian, it's so nice to meet you and to get to, to talk to you today. Thanks for having me. So my name's Christian. I'm um, uh, one of the co-owners of the Pasadena Toy Expo. I'm also a big vintage toy collector and toy, well, toys in general, but... My focus is mainly vintage Star Wars. Um, I got back into the collecting hobby around 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, Started with uh, just digging out my old Star Wars figures from when I was a kid and just started adding pieces here and there, and then got involved in the online community. And then from there it went to like, hey, let's do a toy show. And um, obviously I like to hunt. Um, Actually, I was talking to my girlfriend and we were just decided that that's actually the part that I love most about it is hunting down the toys. I really don't like selling them, even though I do. Um, <laughs> right. It's a lot of work. We know? hunt and we hoard a lot yeah, of times. That's, yeah, hunting and hoarding is, yeah. I would say, is probably what I do best. Um, so we were going to talk about um, one of the cool finds I had for some 12-back Harberts. It was a Darth Vader and R2-D2 mint on card, unpunched examples. Um, so I ended up getting these kind of oddly. I, I also collected Kenner Indiana Jones, and... I bought a carded tote figure from a gentleman on eBay, and just I just decided to just message him on eBay and just ask him if he had any other stuff. Like, I thought maybe Indiana Jones, but I kind of listed off what I was into, and and Star Wars was one of them, and he messaged me back and he said he had bought some Harbert 12-back figures many, many years ago from a gentleman who had brought them over from Italy, and he had just had them in storage, and, Um, he would email me some pictures. Um, So he emailed me some pictures and I like absolutely had to have the Vader and the uh, and the c3po I wanted the stormtrooper as well but budget just was not there for all three understandable um, But those are amazing I mean for har- to get harbor pieces and to have them be you know clear bubble and just beautiful has to be incredible incredibly I, rare I couldn't believe it um, I and they are 12 backs and I was like man I, I was like this is like unbelievable so I really wanted to get them but I was nervous to have him like ship them down because he was in Connecticut and he happened to be coming down to the uh, a card show at the Merchant Square Mall in Pennsylvania, so we agreed that I would meet up with him there. And like, rolled in. It's just this like card show. It wasn't very big, and he did, I didn't know what he looked like. He didn't know what I looked like. I just like kind of wandering around, and I saw him, and I was like, I thought the guy thought who he was because I'd been messaging with him, and I was like, so I'm here for the Star Wars figures. And he looked at me kind of funny, and he's like. He's like, well, I have a few loose ones over here. I was like, no, the Harbert <laughs> ones. He's like, Beastars. oh, I think he was surprised I showed up. Yeah. And obviously it was like a 3 hour drive from my house. Yeah. So I was a little bit nervous, like, is he going to be like, oh, I forgot them, you know, and I like, drove all the way up there. Because
0: right, there's always that chance yeah. that he either doesn't show up
5: or
4: he doesn't doesn't bring something. Yep. Um,
5: yeah, it's like a, a date where like the girl just doesn't show up. You're like you're wandering around the bar, like yes. telling her name, but but it, if he has the harbor stuff,
0: it's the best blind day in the oh, world. Oh, it was,
5: it was indeed. So ended up ended up getting them, um, and then I had I brought little cases and popped them in, like to take them for the ride home. And I still like to this day, it's probably one of the coolest finds that I've that I've gotten. Um, it's just a piece pieces I never thought I would like get in my collection unless I like sprung for like you know ebay prices
0: yeah and they really don't exchange hands very much it's very hard especially in that condition it's very hard to find a really good one
5: yeah no one's getting it ever
0: you had also mentioned that you had a pretty good find in philly in philadelphia
5: yes um so actually a friend of mine um matt brown connected me up with a lady in philly um who had some pieces that he wasn't interested in was actually mostly, like, loose Star Wars um, at first, and then she had a Skeletor um, figure that was in the pictures, and it was a it was an eight-back, still-sealed, um, half-boot. And I got talking to her, you know, through the process of, like, setting up the meet with her, and she told me that she bought two of every toy for her son, like action figures and stuff, because he was so rough on them and would break them. <laughs> so she had, like like boxes of stuff that she had never had to use the extra. And this Skeletor happened to be in that uh, box of things that he didn't need a replacement for. And the bubble was like crystal clear. The only negative was it had, the card had been folded over, but it still was intact and the bubble was so clear. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, Which is now rare for yeah, human things. I mean, a clear bubble, they want more than the card condition. Cause I mean, They're just so hard to find them uh, that way. So we ended up, um, you know, I was had been talking to her on and off, and like we had set up a plan to go up on a Saturday to get everything, and then Saturday comes, and I'm texting her, calling her, like no answer, left a couple messages, and it wasn't like her because we had been really like having like good dialogue, and come to find out, her boyfriend had taken her cell phone to work, and she had his, so like. She ended up calling me around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm about three hours from Philly, and she's like, do you still want to come up? And I was like, hell oh, yes, <laughs> I want to come up. So we ended up meeting across the street from her um, her development at this little, like, uh, diner, and she had everything in the back of her car, and there were some carded Star Wars figures in there. There's like, a Warrock, um, uh, a Zuckus, some loose stuff, an Adat, some, just some... And the Skeletor, which I was, like, thrilled to get. Mm. And so we make the deal. I had my girlfriend Heather with me, and we're talking somewhere, and she says, you guys seem like cool people. Would you guys want to come back to the house because I have even more stuff? Like, Wow. And so we ended up going back to our house, and there was Thundercats, nah. loose He-Man, like, more Star Wars. Like, I I ended up just, like... I, I'm glad that I brought extra money because I usually bring extra money because sometimes you ask people, "Hey, do you have anything else?" and they bring out other stuff. And it was it was an amazing find. It had to be like top five. And
0: it also pays to be a really good person too, and to have someone see that because people do open their doors to people who are yeah. decent, you know, good people. And you were able to get a ton of stuff from there, right? Yeah,
5: I would say my best finds have all come from like kind of a smaller pick, mm-hmm. something like Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. You know, friend of a friend, and you get to know the people, and they they think about you. You know, if you treat them fairly and you're nice and respectful, like they think about you. When like they find other stuff and like call me up, you know, ended up getting a a bunch of ten back turtles from a lady. who I helped her with a clean out of a shed on her mom's property when her mom passed away. And uh, she called me a couple months later and said I found some more stuff in the attic. And it was just a box of 10-back turtles. There had to be eight or nine of them in there. Oh my god. Um, You know, and because I paid her fair price for the other stuff. She had months to kind of, you know, kind of real, like look over like, hey, you know, I didn't get screwed here. So as soon as she found that stuff, she just called me up and it was like, it was amazing because I was trying to fill out the rest of my 10-back collection. Ninja Turtles that had to be a wonderful surprise it was indeed it was very cool Um, and and it was funny it was like she only lived like 15 minutes from my house just to think like 15 minutes away was all of this cool stuff just like stashed away like waiting for you yeah Yeah. I I like to think that I
0: I do too I think there's always something special in that that's awesome cool and so the Pasadena toy expo is coming up Uh, I'm so excited I had no I just met you uh, yesterday and I had no idea that you were um, one of the the co-runners of the the Pasadena Toy Expo. My friend and I are are looking at heading out to to Maryland for the show. Uh, So if you can tell people a little bit about it and and what
5: it's going to to look like and when it is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's November 6th uh, of this year. Um, It's at the Benfield Sports Center, right off of exit 10 on 97 South uh, in Anne Arundel County, Maryland. Um, The show runs from nine to three. Uh, similar to the Toys for the Ages Expo, where we're at today. Mm -hmm. Um, The first hour is early bird, so it's uh, $10 for the first hour. It's uh, $5 from 10 to 3 admission. Kids are free. Um, We have uh, 98 booths. Um, It's about 18,000 square feet. Oh, my gosh. Um, It'll be packed. Uh, I know people can't see everything that's here today, but it's going to be vintage modern, um, there's some comic dealers, like we have a little bit of everything. We're really excited um, so our last show in June we had doubled our attendance from our previous show. We had over 1,500 people come through the door. Um, we had a, a contestant from Lego Masters come out as a special guest um, for this show, we're going to have the 501st uh, Garrison out of uh, D.C. coming out, so that Star Wars. Amazing. Play. Yeah. amazing. Um, they're coming out. They're going to be doing uh, pictures. Um, all the proceeds from the pictures with them go to uh, charity. Um, so we're really excited to have them on board. Um, and uh, so that's pretty much the skinny on that. You can get the rest of the details at uh, PasadenaToyExpo.com, or you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at PasadenaToyExpo. Um, you can also win tickets on 98 Rock, so if you listen to 98 rock if you 're in the Baltimore area, we usually do um, free ticket. we do a ticket giveaway every day, pretty much for, uh, for the week leading up to the show and uh, so it 's myself, Christian, my, my friend Mark, and my girlfriend Heather. We all decided to like do this thing, um, and Heather actually helps out with uh, the Toys for the Ages Expo. she does all the design work for oh that 's fantastic that 's awesome, very cool. So that's that's pretty much the story on that. Great. Um, if you're interested in seeing some of the toys I talked about uh, on the podcast, you can check out my Instagram, which is um, No Toys Left Behind. Um, the Skeletor, I believe, is up there, and um, both of the Harbert figures are up there. So if you're interested, give it a follow.
0: I can't wait to take a look at that myself. So that's awesome. I
5: appreciate it. I've been a little lazy lately posting <laughs> things, but there's a lot of really cool pieces up there, and I promise that I'll I'll get back to it.
0: Cool. Well, Christian, it was a pleasure to talk to you today, and I, I can't wait to see you at the Pasadena Toy Expo. It's going to be a lot of fun.
5: Thank you. Looking forward to it.
0: At 9 o'clock, the early bird shoppers enter the venue, bringing with them a flood of noise. The line of approximately 250 people waiting to get in wrapped around the building, and upon entering, they scattered across the entire room. Two vendors known as the Tatted Toy Guys set up a booth of vintage figures and collectibles, and had an adjacent table promoting their other business, the Candy Unicornium. The idea to sell a full table of some of the most eye-catching candy at a toy show is an ingenious idea. It should be mandatory from now on. Another vendor had a table devoted purely to the vintage toys tailored to girls in the 1980s. With lines like My Little Pony and Strawberry Shortcake, the table was very popular during the day. And Eternia Dreams had an extensive setup that focused on the beloved Masters of the Universe line and everything associated with it. It was nice to see how every single vendor at the show put time and care not only into choosing what they brought to sell, but in how they arranged their tables to deliver the best presentation. It's 9.30, the show is open, it's been open for about a half hour, and there is an incredibly nice crowd here, um, a lot of people, but again, it's not too crowded, you're able to navigate through the huge aisles. It's one of the nicest things about this show is that Andy really gave people a lot of room to set up and then he gave the the people who are attending a lot of room to walk around so that you're not on top of one another. Believe it or not, there's still a few vendors that are setting up. They've arrived a little later than expected, but they have quite a bit of good stuff with them. There's a comic dealer who is uh, still putting away some books, and he has uh, a bunch of really high-grade books, some original comic artwork featuring Wolverine. There is more stuff here. If you have a few hours, it's worth coming to a toy show like this because you can really dive into each table. One of my favorite booths, Comes from a guy named Spencer. I'm hoping to have a conversation with him in a little while, and he'll likely share a few of his amazing finds. But um, we live in a time where it's very hard to find vintage Kenner Star Wars items. And all day. This gentleman brought more vintage Star Wars items than I've seen, than I can remember seeing at one show. He has so many loose figures. To give you an idea, he has... I think he said he has seven loose Luke Stormtroopers. He had a bunch of vintage carded figures. Um, He has pretty much every Power of the Force figure you could think of. Trays. He just brought the trays that come in, the, um, the, the vinyl cases, the Star Wars and Empire vinyl cases. He's filled them with figures. He has other ones that are encased in... You know, the clear plastic solo ones and each one is complete, the weapons are all original, they've been authenticated, which is important to all of us collectors. The show is pretty busy. It's about 10 o'clock now. I am here with a good friend of mine, Kevin Mann, who's awesome. And uh, Kevin, if you could just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, what
6: you collect. Sure. Uh, so I am I was uh, born in the 70s. I don't know how far back you want me to go, but uh, I live up in Maine, and um, I have for about five years... Uh, kind of rekindled memories i have a fine arts background and uh it means a lot to me to both kindle memories that i have and um you know find these kind of artifacts from my childhood so um, i do a lot of uh toy hunting um it's it's a, it's a, it's a, not just a hobby for me i actually have a business called caveman toys up in maine okay
0: and if, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, if they were looking for something in particular, or if they had just even you know collector questions or wanted to get to know you, what's the best way that they can do that?
6: So I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. Um, it's Caveman with a K. It's K A V E M A N N. My last name's Man with two Ns. Um, you can message me either of those places.
0: So, Kevin, you mentioned that um, you had a uh, a recent find that was pretty pretty solid, pretty good for you.
6: I did. Um, there's a gentleman uh, lives down in uh, Old Orchard Beach, Maine, and um, I uh, I'd messaged him over the course of a couple of months, and he contacted me. Said he had some toys. His kids had gone through them, got what they needed. So I went down. He had everything laid out in his basement. What he had was um, a lot of toys the kids had taken, but they'd actually um, kept all the original boxes for the toys. And so I basically filled my car up twice with nothing but original boxes from these toys. Empty and boxes. Empty boxes. Yeah. And so, as as you know, most people discarded boxes, so it's really neat. And I, I mean, for me, it's 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 like a goal, it's like a treasure trove, just to be able to see the artwork, look at what the original box looked like. A lot of times you see the toy on the back. What what went with it? Mm-hmm. He had instructions, and so it was it was an amazing find. Um, what kind of well, pieces were these? So, um, one of the most amazing was a, a Fortress Maximus, so the, the gigantic G One Transformer. We're um, actually standing in front of the box now. Yeah, we're now. looking at one of the boxes. He had um, actually he had two sons, so he had two Masters of the Universe Spider boxes. Um, he had a Cobra Night Raven. He had a couple of Phantom X Nineteen GI Joe. Uh, stealth Fighter playing boxes it, it was endless he, he, some of the boxes were like Transformers and they, they neatly cut out the backs and stapled them all together so instructions box parts <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah just an am- amazing find um, this Fortress Maximus box is in perfect condition too it, it's gorgeous and, and I had like mint boxes that people so I had a graphic designer who's done my logo for me um, plug for him his name's Joe Roberts he's up in Maine and um, he was looking for a, a, um, a Ghostbusters Ecta one box. I had a box that I'd gotten from a toy lot that was kind of crummy, uh, label, the end flap ripped off. But the, with this lot, it was a brand-new, perfect box. So he was pretty ecstatic because it gave him all the artwork that he wanted um, to see. And um, kind of part B on this this lot find was... I. <laughs> I brought it all home, and, and as I unpacked it, I found a little jewelry box inside. This, inside this jewelry box was some jewelry and some old photos, so I thought, well, this gentleman may want this back. Rather than just, you know, take it a goodwill, I contacted him. He said, yeah, he, he might like it, so I brought it back to him. Well, apparently his daughter had been looking for this box for, like, four years, and his wife had passed away, so it was a memento that was hugely meaningful for the family, so to them it was priceless, and, you know, I just did the right thing and brought it back so that that was, and, and for him to tell me the whole story afterward, that was pretty meaningful. Yeah, that's a
0: beautiful thing, and I'm glad. I'm glad it was you who found it, who had enough sense to bring it back to them.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always. And the only thing you find in toy lots, and this one was no no different. Like childhood drawings, you know, what what a kid was thinking when they, you know, when they had a toy, maybe they tried to draw the character. You know, they scrawled some things on it, whatever. But uh, I always enjoy those things.
0: Beautiful. Oh, that's an amazing find, amazing story. Thank you so much,
4: Kevin. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Oh it's no, not Okay, I'm
0: still at the Caveman Toys booth, and I'm here with Keith Levitt, uh, who works with Kevin as well too. You guys, you guys do this together?
4: Yeah. Well, I have my own page also. Um, I partner with Kevin, but I also have my own page, Instagram and uh, Facebook, Action Toy Express. Um, I, should, maybe I should spell it. A C T I O N X P R E S S. I'm not as big. To as Kevin but I, I dabble in selling and stuff and vintage cool. toys modern toys yeah and now you actually you traveled even uh, farther than Kevin right Bangor, Maine 10, uh, ten hours for me yeah. 10 hours to get to the show yes. yep. why? Uh, I think it's one of the best shows in uh, on the East Coast. I mean, I mean, just look at this place, packed with people. I mean, we have 60 or so vendors here. Fantastic yeah. booths and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. This place is great. Okay. Yeah. so Kevin mentioned to me that you had a pretty fantastic find, and I think it's right behind us. It is. Yeah, it's actually a MinTech. Uh, battle Station by uh, Remco Toys. Um, to find them complete with the box is pretty rare. Um, found it locally, I was uh, pretty excited. Yeah. So can you describe it a little? Because I've, I've never actually heard of Mantech, I don't think. Uh, not many people have. It's kind of one of those... Uh, not, it's not one. Of the, never really one of the mainstream lines, um, but actually there's a, luxury, a lot of collectors for it. Um, it's just kind of a one of your basic Remco uh, battle stations they did back in the day. really not, it's really hard to compare it to anything. Maybe a mix Star Trek, Star Wars. Um. Yeah, it looks a little like yeah. it has It has elements of the Death Star playset yes. from Star Wars and then yep. uh, other elements I can see like Star Trek as well too. The interchangeable parts, bunch of guns, you know, you like the blast shields and it was really a, really a fun playset for kids back in the day, yeah. And I, I agree with you, I'm one of these crazy collectors who appreciates
0: and loves finding boxes, shippers, any of that stuff because it just, that's
4: you normally doesn't turn you, up. You can't find them anymore. No, I mean, I would have been excited to find it without the box. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> now is it was it it's complete? It is. Yes. Oh, wow. Actually, okay. it has a few uh, extra pieces oh, in there. Um, blueprints which, uh, were with it. You never find so. stuff with extra pieces. That no. never happens. So. Uh, yeah, it was a lucky kid that had it. Um, they obviously uh, had more than just this playset. There's some extra pieces, and it so f- came with a figure, which is in there. Um, and it stands about, uh, geez, probably three feet tall. So it's a pretty, pretty impressive playset. Yeah. And it's the Mantec Battle Station Laser Two. Um, what does something like this go for with the box? With the box, anywhere from one hundred and fifty to two hundred. Okay. Yep.
0: Impressive. Oh,
4: wow. Yep. Very nice. Does it come with figures, or is it just the? Yeah, it, it does. Comes with uh, one figure. Yep. Okay. Fantastic. Well, that is truly an amazing find. I love yeah. it. Fantastic. And uh, do you think it'll sell at, at this show? I sure hope so. I do too. I mean, it's a pretty rare find, so. Very I've been good. asked a few times on it today. People kicking tires, so I think it will sell. I have a feeling it'll disappear yeah. before the end of the day. Well, I wish you and Kevin the best of luck, too, on this, and that I, I hope the show goes really well for you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, so we're actually on a, a quiet
0: spot here, which is nice uh, for the show. And... Uh, So I am speaking to a gentleman, Bob Mastrella. Bob Mastrella. Bob Bob Mastrella for Uncle Bob's Vintage Toys. Uh, Where's where's your your place located? I have a a toy booth in an antique
7: mall here in Carlisle, PA. It's at uh, 44 North Bedford Street Mm -hmm. in Carlisle. It's at Bedford Street Antiques. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we were talking about Star Wars, uh, recently I was lucky enough to find a Japanese version of the 1978 R2-D2 remote control. And uh, one thing that's like super cool about it is it comes with these little round discs and it actually fires them out. Which is, it's so, it's, just, it's such it's an a neat amazing, toy. Yeah, yeah. it's just super cool piece. And, and a lot yep. of people don't yep. even really know about it too, which is crazy. Right, right. I mean, I didn't know about it until I found it at an auction. I about I, I fell over and I, I got it for a steal. So it was, it's one of my favorite pieces. Yeah, That yeah. is fantastic. Yep, yep. The box How, is super cool. It's all written in Japanese. There's no English at all. Did it come with instructions or anything? It has the it? instructions. It has the sticker sheet. It's all there. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. It's it's pristine. The box is pristine. There's like one sticker was applied, and that's it. One little one, yeah. Yeah, It's a very, very cool And all the discs, too. All the discs are there, the remote, everything. It's never been used. The the battery compartment is is crystal clear. I mean, there's nothing that's awesome. You never see stuff like that, too. No, It's super cool. And I'll send you a picture if you want. Oh, yeah, please do. Definitely. Definitely. How how's the show been for you so far? The show's been great. People are super. Everybody's friendly. You know, we're, we're all in this toy community, you know. We yeah. all have this, the same likes and stuff. And, yeah, it's been super. We've been making some great sales, meeting some killer people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been I have awesome. to tell you, two of my purchases came from you yesterday. I yep. think they were my yes, first sorry, I remember. ones. That was my first purchases, purchase, first sales here. Really? With, with you, yes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: but the Slave 1 cockpit and then the yep. uh, the Cloud Car cockpit from you. And yep. your prices are fantastic. The quality of the stuff. The Slave 1, one of the nicest cockpits I've ever seen. And I needed right. the glass for it. So that was It's going to make a nice really, piece for you. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Absolutely.
7: Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you. It was great Great to to meet you.
0: Around 11 o'clock, Dennis Chicolero and I took a break from the show and headed outside. Hanging out by his van, I asked him to recount a story he told me the night before about an amazing find. He agreed to do so, but first he wanted to share a favorite story of his, about a particular Boba Fett figure. And when Dennis tells a toy story, there's a likely chance it's going to be an epic one. All right, so it is about 11 o'clock, and uh, my friend Dennis and I are taking a little break. We're sitting outside uh, at his truck. He has this really cool truck. If you've ever been to a toy show, you might have seen it. It says, We Buy Toys, right? And it has just a beautiful design on it as well, too. you can't miss it. Uh, So it's my friend Dennis. Dennis, tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
8: Hey, how's it going? I'm Dennis Chicolero, DC Vintage Toys on eBay. Uh, I've been buying and selling, trading toys for 12 years. Um, It's about it. Yeah, no, that's cool. And what, what kind of stuff do you collect? Uh, mostly comic books. I like uh, certain turtles, certain He-Man, um, but mostly comic books. Mm-hmm. And you've had some amazing Star Wars stuff over the years, too. Yeah, well, everybody <laughs> has some great finds. There's been some good finds, sure. Sure. And we were talking about some amazing finds uh, yesterday and this morning as well, too, and you kindly you know, uh, offered to, to share some. So uh, you have a good story for me? Yeah, well, one was, I guess it was about five years ago. I was just scrolling through eBay. I was looking for, uh, just seeing what carded Boba Fetts were out there. Um, and I happened to come across the listing of, I believe it was a 21-back Fett. But in the background, I saw about a corner of what the casing would look like on a, like a J-slot or L-slot where it's cased with the co a or the CIB in the big casing. So a J slot or an L slot is a rocket firing p- prototype both that, uh,
0: w- and a lot of times the way that they case them is it's it's a specific way uh, where if you're you, if you're familiar with it, you know exactly what it is, and that's it. It's a it's a, it's, it's the prototype. It's the
8: piece. Yes. Yeah, so I contacted the guy via eBay, just message him. Hey, does that happen to be either one of those? And he got back to me, and to and I was right. It was. It was uh, it was for it wasn't for sale, so I said, "Oh, that's a shame." If anything changes, let me know. I'd really be interested. Um, and the next morning, he contacted me and said, "I'm actually going through some rough times of divorce, uh, so I would, um, I would sell you the figure." And I we worked out the price, which was twenty three thousand dollars. It was an AFA eighty five, and it was an L slot. Um, so we. Now, the L slide is the earlier one, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then after we're... So, we were working out how he was going to pay him and how we were going to do it because he was in California and I live in New Jersey. And we said, okay, I'll give you a deposit, 5000 or whatever have you're comfortable with, write it all up on PayPal, um, and then you send it, and then when I get it, I'll you know, pay it off. So, the day that he was supposed to send it, he called me and said... Hey, um, I'm here with, at FedEx. So his, his best friend actually ran a FedEx. And we agreed shipping overnight, obviously, insurance and all that, which was like $600. So I said, OK, well, let's because I haven't paid him anything yet. I'm like, well, let's let me pay you the $600 plus the $5,000. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, don't worry about the money. And he and we hang up, and he he calls me right back, and he goes, "Listen, what's stopping you from you know basically beating me?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "He goes, I'm just going to send this to you, and when you get it, give me the money." And I'm like, "Wow." I'm like, "Well, I can send you you know what we did, what we agreed upon." And he said, "No, no, no," and I said, "Well, I'll at least send you the shipping." And he goes, "Nope, don't send me anything. I'm going to send it to you." So at this point, I don't believe he's shipping anything. Yeah. Um. Because nobody ships. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I give him all my info. He's doing this, and he calls me back a third time and goes, "Listen, what's stopping you from screwing me here?" I said, "Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Nothing." And I never swear on my son. I'm total. I, I, I do not believe in doing that. But I'm like, "Look, I could tell you. I never do this. I swear on my son that I will pay you." But you don't know me from anybody. Mm-hmm. So, and as someone I'm, who knows you, I know you how much you love your son. Yeah. So, and and I'm and I'm like, I just. I want to do it. I told him, I said, I want to do it. But if you're going to do it. And so <laughs> sure enough, he shipped it FedEx overnight. And the next morning, I got the Boba Fett AFA 85 at my door. And then uh, I paid him. I I paid him the day I got it. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And when I got it, the case was actually all busted up. So then I had to sh- ship it off the AFA. And the cool thing is, which I don't have, you know, but I ha- I wanted it designed differently. Now they do it where it's more like a vacuum form, which is really cool. A laser cut case. Yeah, but back then, most of these L slots, J slots, for whatever reason, even with high grades, a lot of the limbs and the heads were loose. So I wanted a brace. So I had them design a brace around the back of the head, and I actually had them put acrylic handcuffs. <laughs> it's It was yeah. the coolest design I'm not saying it's better than what they have now, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So, but yeah, that's that was that. That is awesome. That's a fantastic story. Yeah, it was, it was great. I'd love to find another one for twenty three thousand. Hey, you never know, right? Not <laughs> happening. Not happening.
0: <laughs> okay, so you had mentioned to me that there was this. You you told me this story when we were at, I believe it was either Zolocon or. Um, toy Kana and NJ, and it just, it stuck with me. My jaw dropped when I heard it, and so I just, I asked you before if, if you wouldn't mind sharing it, and, and you said you were cool with it, so uh, if you could just kind of share what you told me, I one of my favorite stories
8: of the year. Yeah, well, I had a guy contact me through eBay just asking if I bought toys, and I said, yeah, what do you have? And he said, well, it's funny, I saw you had a Lone Ranger figure listed, Gabriel, a three and three quarter inch. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, I have that exact figure from my childhood. And I felt like I should reach out to you. So he reached out to me on a Tuesday and, you know, most of the time, every one out of a hundred calls are, are good or decent. So, but you, you know, it's just good to take them all and hear everything. Well, he contacted me and he said he had so much and he couldn't send pictures because it was so much. So he FaceTimed me. And when he FaceTimed me, we, I saw just totes. I didn't see a lot of totes. I saw like 30 totes, 20 totes. And he opened a couple. There was some vintage Star Wars, but I didn't see anything like, you know, there was weak ways. There was nothing crazy. But um, he said it was just a ton. And then he he did he did do a whole, um, on the FaceTime, a whole thing of the whole room. And I'm like, man, there's a lot more here, I think. But we couldn't be sure. Mm-hmm. So that was Tuesday. Me and uh, my friend Ryan Bauer had went up on Friday. We drove up together in my van, which is a pretty big. It's just a regular Chevy cargo van, but it holds. I've never filled it, really, where I've had an issue. So we drove to Connecticut. Um, We get to his house. We walk and we go down the basement, and it's just floor to ceiling. You can't move. It's just totes. And it's totes and, you, and they're not clear So you don't know what's in them Right So we started going it's, through It's either Christmas Or a really disappointing track It was unbelievable <laughs> So We started going through totes And it was all All modern Star Wars But it was everything You name it Pretty much 90 95% of it was there Everything made From the Ever mo-
0: Yes. From 1995 till
8: now. Yes, everything. And everything was in seal box. And everything looked like it just came off of the shelf. It KB Toys or Toys R Us or wherever. And then we get to the final couple totes. And there was 100 card at Star Wars, which I didn't think were there. But there were 12 backs. There was Han and Carbonites. There was Power of the Force, Lando. There was... Uh, you name it. There was there was a lot of good ones. All vintage Kenner. All vintage Kenner. All in star cases. All very nice. Um, and then there was another tote that had uh, the most Star Wars loose weapons I've ever seen in my life. And I stopped counting. at seventeen hundred, I believe it was. Seventeen hundred accessories. Yes, but there was <laughs> there were more, a lot more. Um, So what I had and then get it to the next tote, there was a tote or two totes with 24 vinyl cases filled with near mint figures, all complete. (laughs) There were five pop up R2s. There were six, uh, what? Six Baratas, maybe. I mean, it was uh, it was it was overwhelming. And I ended up. I'm moving that portion of it to another friend dealer, but the the funny part was we couldn't, so he went upstairs and we were talking about what we could pay for this. It was just so much all at once because it was way more than double what we expected. So I was willing to pay a pretty good amount for it. And then when he had come down, I had said, you know, I always like to hear what people have to say first. And I said, what would be your happy number? What would you be happy to get? Um, and he had said 15,000. So I paid him the money. And then we went in, the other part I'm leaving out is there was a back door in the basement that was filled with Star Wars Legos and then other Star Wars, you know, modern stuff. It was just, it was so much stuff we had to leave and drive a half hour to go rent a U-Haul box truck we filled the U-Haul box truck. We filled the van. And I mean, how, how big is your van? Because we're, we're sitting in it right uh, now. It's. I mean, you could fit probably forty forty totes in it. Forty totes, maybe more. Um, it's big, and then the U-Haul box truck. You know how big that is. Yeah. Um. So we drove a half hour to get the U-Haul, came back, and he. Here's the the funny thing. I don't think I even told you. He had a monopoly. Collection that was sealed. It was beautiful. I think it was 300 and some Monopoly games, and I wanted to buy that too. But we didn't have any room. We couldn't fit any more in the. We barely fit in the van. Like the passenger seats were filled. Um, it was just a spectacular collection. And when I got home, it just filled the whole garage. It wasn't just Star Wars. It was uh, Neca. It was uh, Tom and Jerry. It was um, horror stuff. I mean, it was just the hodgepodge of just awesome, cool toys from Pink Panther and the clamshells from, you know, Toy Island stuff. It was, it was just awesome. And then there was Alice in Wonderland stuff. Uh, It was, it was definitely my, one of my best scores. Definitely. You are living proof because this just happened. So
0: you're living proof that uh, there's still good stuff out there that exists. There's plenty
8: out there, plenty to go around and, and, and more than me and you even know or think. And it's, and it's right in our backyards. Yeah, usually that, it is, right? It's right in our backyard, yeah. right under our
0: noses. Well, I know you have a really good story that we're going to have to save for another time uh, that is a non-Star Wars find, but is one of the most epic finds that I've, I've heard. So I look forward to hearing about that one as well, too. You, my friend, have some of the most amazing stories I've ever heard when it comes
8: to toys. Thank you. You're awesome yourself, sir. <laughs>
0: So I was standing outside earlier, uh, talking to somebody on the phone in the parking lot, and I turned to my right, and all of a sudden, standing in front of me, was this bear of a man, Steve Renzi, Carlisle's own Steve Renzi, and uh, we have been friends for, God, I would say four years now, maybe four more? five years Yeah, ago. absolutely. And uh, so... I, I, I ended the phone call by saying uh, I have to go because I have To give somebody a huge bear hug and That, that was it so, so Steve how are you doing Today?
9: Doing real good real good um, get, Finishing the touches on my uh, my Chewbacca Room we, we got a name for it finally so I'll be, be announcing that shortly a little little. Okay yeah.
0: yeah and Steve is a Hardcore hardcore collector actually if you want To tell people about yourself
9: yeah my, my name is Steve Renzi I'm a um, Chewbacca Focus collector I'm also the vice president Of the Pennsylvania Star Wars Collecting Society uh, As well as the Sergeant of Arms is the club Uh, we do charity work Um, it's a network of about anywhere from 200 to 300 collectors in pennsylvania we have a non-profit 501c3 Um, every year we produce officially lucasfilm um, copyrighted medallions and we sell them and all benefits go to local pennsylvania charities so we've been doing that for about 11 11 we just did our 11th medallion we are getting ready to plan our 12th medallion next year so do a lot of charity work on that a lot of a lot of network with pa collectors and like I said, a huge, huge Chewbacca collector. So.
0: Yeah, and what's really nice too is I see a lot of your posts on Facebook, and uh, a lot of people hate their jobs. And you, <laughs> you stepped into a new position uh, within the in the last year, right? Last
9: nine. Uh, yep, I went from I had a career at Lowe's um then got recruited off linkedin and i went and um i now i'm as the assistant general manager of the harrisburg bass pro shops and i love my job i i go there every day i'm happy to be there and my job is as the assistant general manager is make all make sure all my employees and outfitters love their job as much as i do so if you're ever in the area stop in and say hi your adventure starts here at bass pro shops we'll get you all set up <laughs> with a new fishing rod new rifle ammunition boots We'll get you out there. It's perfect, and and the pictures you post are
0: great because it, it just it looks like such a fun place to, to work at. But just just to see your post where you genuinely love your job and you say my you love job. it, yeah, I love my you, job. You can see that's really nice. That's one of the, the things I think a lot of people yeah. came out of uh, the the pandemic and saying to themselves, "Do I love where I am, and and, and where do, where where do I need to be? Where should I be?" So oh
9: yeah, I was lucky enough to get you know get recruited and come there, and it's been a, it's been a my dream job. As my dad says when I come home, he's like, Man, uh, they should be paying you to work there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so you had mentioned that uh, you have a, a pretty interesting, amazing find that you want to share with us.
9: Yeah, so you know, you, these small town toy shows like Carlisle and all that, we're, we're a small town, you know, we're outside of Harrisburg, small suburb, but they've been putting this expo center to work, and last year was the first year for this uh, Toy of the Ages show, and you'd walk in. You know, you think you you know, being around a, a Chewbacca focus collector, you like you're not going to walk in and find anything that Chewbacca that you don't have, and you kind of get low expectations. And last year, I was able to walk away with a really awesome one one to one scale blue resin hard copy prototype for the old Action Masters diecast line. Um, Action Masters was the was uh, um, Kenner's line before they released the figures, testing the waters, and all that uh, with the Star Wars. Right after Bendham's came out, and then you had Action Masters was the diecast line. And they came in two-packs and four-packs, and the Chewbacca came in a four-pack in um, on-card, I believe. I think it was on-card, yeah. In-card. And, and so I um, was able to, uh, like I had recently purchased a, a run of the metal prototypes, uh, hard you know original sculpting, alternate sculpt, and then a QA sample. And there was one piece left of the prototype run. And ironically enough, I found it at a small Carlisle toy show here and was able to negotiate a good price and came away pretty happy with it to complete my prototype run. So. And it's it's
0: pretty easy to find resin hard copies at toy shows, right? No, no. you
9: <laughs> Never. You, you never, you know, to find hard copies. You know, everyone's selling your Marvel Legends figures for $50 over retail or yep. you know, your Nika Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are, you know, to find prototypes at a good quality price of, you know, certified – really really rare so it was kind of a huge shock and a big surprise and a probably my best find at a toy show
0: oh that's amazing yeah and especially i mean the fact that it was the character that you collect too is always
9: not only the character i collect but the fact that i just recently purchased the run of the other ones and it was actually the like not even a prototype i needed but a prototype i needed to finish a run of prototypes which was like really amazing so there's still a one-to-one there's still a um a two-up hard copy blue resin out there I need to finish the run and we'll a two
0: up is is basically cast at twice the size or it's sculpted at twice the size of of uh, what the intended figure is actually going allows to be for
9: extra, allows, allows for the sculptor to put extra detail especially on a character like Chewbacca it has the hair and, uh, and the flowing you know, locks of beauty and uh, <laughs> the bandolier and stuff like that sure. so yep
0: and then you also, uh, you, you and I just stepped outside right now, but you also had a, a pretty amazing find today when it comes to modern Star Wars figures. Yeah, um, if,
9: if you haven't been following the market, the uh, the Expanding Universe figures that Hasbro put out there and two, comic two-packs and stuff like that command a really nice premium on the secondary market. I was able to find a, a Town figure for 10 bucks and a box of loose figures and you know she goes for a nice price on the secondary market so i don't know if i'll keep her or, you know offer up to the club and see who has it there you know part of the part of the joy of being in the pa club is we're always looking out for each other you'll post that hey i found this today or anybody looking to this or i'm at walmart they have you know some black series anyone needs some, and so it's yeah. nice having being part of your local your local state clubs dc's a good good club empire group in new york ohio's awesome you got indiana georgia California. California, yeah, out, out west. There's so Florida had a nice club. Can, mm-hmm. Did we say Kentucky? Kentucky is a good one. Yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I didn't know about Wisconsin. Wisconsin so a absolutely. lot of states have some really, really nice uh, collecting societies, mm-hmm. collecting clubs, and all that. Really, you know, get a chance out there, meet great people like David, yeah. network. You start networking with other clubs at celebrations and all that. So, nice thing about these hobbies, you know, you come to a big event, you know, it's you don't do it alone, man. Go with friends.
0: Steve and I met. Either at a toy show or at a meetup or something years and years ago. And now we're standing here at the side of a, a building in Carlisle at a, at a toy show talking about our finds and uh, looking forward to hanging out over the next few oh, weeks. And it's months.
9: amazing. Yeah. You know, walking in the parking lot and seeing David made my day more than any find in the building. So, <laughs> you know, you get, you get to the point where you stop collecting toys and you start collecting friendships and, and good memories. So it's good to have that. Steve, I love you. All right. Love you too, man. All right.
0: Around noon, Steve and I went to lunch. We returned to the Fairgrounds Diner, which was on the same property as the Expo Center. I had lunch at the diner the day before, and Steve had breakfast there on Saturday morning, only a few hours previously. But he was kind enough to have a second meal there with me. Steve is a local to the area, and he frequents the diner, so I asked which dish he recommended. Without hesitation, he suggested the open-faced hot turkey sandwich, smothered in gravy and a side of french fries also smothered in gravy. To me, that sounded like the perfect meal before leaving Carlisle. After lunch, we returned to the toy show, and I met a new friend in a memorable way. One of the nice things about being at a toy show like this is that we get to make brand new friends with people, and uh, we develop new friendships uh, that that kind of Really come out of nowhere. Uh, this just happened to be with my new friend Lucas. Uh, hello, Lucas.
10: How are you? I'm uh, pretty good. Thanks, <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> Yeah, nice to meet you in person. And actually, uh, I think the, the way that we met was was actually pretty funny. If you want to explain how we how we actually met.
11: Yeah, we we were standing at uh, one of the vendors' tables here, who uh, sells vintage Star Wars, and I heard him talking to the vendor. And I was listening to one of your podcasts on the way here, and I've been listening to him for for a while now. Yes. And I was listening to one of your podcasts, and I look over, and I'm like, there's no way this is the same guy who I was listening to on the car ride here. <laughs> and I said, this is going to sound really crazy. Are you David Quinn? And he's like, yeah. So yeah. here we are. <laughs> perfect. A perfect
0: introduction, a perfect yeah. way to connect. So uh, that's really been the goal of the podcast. And if it's you know if it works like this, then I know it's working. Um, so I was telling you before that, uh, that we – I'm um, doing an episode on amazing finds And you had mentioned that you did have an amazing find So if you want to just, you know, maybe tell people a little bit about yourself And then what your, your find was
11: uh, So my name's Lucas, I collect uh, mostly vintage Star Wars And kind of anything else that catches my eye Anything that I'm kind of like nostalgic for, that sort of mm-hmm. thing uh, I do set up at some of the toy shows uh, I'm a vendor, I wouldn't call myself like a full-blown Sell, you know, or a seller kind of thing, but uh, definitely, like you and I were talking about earlier, just to fund my own. Crippling addiction to of plastic, yes. uh, <laughs> but uh, my my day profession is uh, electronics engineer. So, and that's you know how we were talking about how I started listening to your podcast was I really like to know the inner workings and sort of thing as it's just history kind of thing. You know, especially for Star Wars because you know I grew up watching Star Wars and appreciating it. So, and that probably is part of the reason why I became an electronics engineer is because you know you see the you see all the you know the Death Star and the X wings and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I always like to know how things work. So, like, I, I really appreciate your stuff that, that does that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of amazing finds, uh, I had one about a year or two ago. Uh, I was looking around, like, on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And uh, I found this woman, uh, older woman, who uh, was cleaning her house out. I guess her, unfortunately, her husband had passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, you know she had kids, but they're all in their late 40s. And uh, she just had this lo- this posting for you know a house sale. I guess she was getting ready to do like an estate sale or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, so I messaged her and I asked, "Hey, do you have any old toys?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I got a, a real big box of them." And I'm like, "Oh okay, well." You know, I'd love to come check them out. She's like, well, I can take pictures. And I'm like, oh, yeah, if you want. She's like, well, I'm going to have to bring them down from the attic. And I'm going to have to do all this. You know, I'm old. And I'm like, well, that's fine. You know, just give me a time. I'll I'll come by. So we agreed on a time. And I stopped by. And uh, her and I were just talking for a while. And she was scrambling to get this stuff together for this, like, you know, estate sale, living estate sale. And so I helped her move a bunch of stuff out of the basement for her. And, you know, we're carrying stuff upstairs and she's like, oh, it's down here somewhere. It's it's down here somewhere that or it's in the attic. I'm not sure where it is. uh, So I'm just like helping her move stuff. And like she's getting labor out of me, which I don't really mind. (laughs) So uh, but eventually we come across these two very large cardboard boxes. I guess they were like fruit carrying boxes. Mm -hmm. And it's just filled with Star Wars stuff. It's filled with Star Wars, G.I. Joe. There must have been 250, maybe 300 like vintage G.I. Joes. There was like over a hundred Star Wars figures, a bunch oh, wow. of vehicles. It's, yeah, I, and that's where I got my boxed uh, Death Star playset. set. Mm-hmm. I, I found all this stuff, and I was just overcome. And I, I, I she's like, oh, what, you know, what's it worth? And I told her, I'm like, you got a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff here. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, I don't want to rip you off. I don't want to do anything to make you feel any type of way. So, like, you got a couple grand worth of stuff here at least. And she's like, well, you know, Whatever it's worth to you, you know, give me an offer. So I'm like, okay, well, can I, you mind if I sort through some stuff? So I looked through and I didn't really notice a whole lot uh that was like super standoutish or anything Mm -hmm. like that a lot of good gi joes uh it was kind of hard because gi joes i'm not as familiar with so like it was just big bags of weapons and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so but uh looking through the star wars figures uh i did find a farm boy luke Mm -hmm. and i pulled the saber out and i still had the tip on it and i'm like oh okay great and so i'm like there's no way so i pull (laughs) in the tip and sure enough it pulls out and i'm like this is a double telescoping (laughs) luke that's a couple hundred bucks right there. Yeah, and, you know, absolutely. This was at the time, it was a couple hundred bucks. I don't know what they're going for nowadays. Uh, now a thousand, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I tell her, I'm like, listen, I I, I can't in good conscience tell you, you know, that it's worth this much, that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told her, you know, well, this, this figure is worth a couple hundred dollars. This one, you know, all these guys are worth a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm like, tell me what you want for it. What's a fair price that we can walk away from? And, uh, you know, I'll give you, I'll get cash and, you know, We'll, we'll go our separate ways and, you know, we'll you know what if, yeah, I want us both to be happy. And she's like, well, you, you helped me for the last hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes carrying stuff up and down the steps. Uh, I don't know, give me 500 bucks. And I'm like, and I'm like, can I give you more? And she's just like, no, you, you know, you helped too much. So I actually had a little bit extra cash. So she ended up getting 700 out of me, even though she only asked for five. And I still feel like I stagecoach robbed this woman. But, uh, you know, she was thrilled about it, and she was ecstatic. Yeah. Uh, you know, I even went as far as to ask her. I'm like, your, your kids that, I guess her kids were living in Florida and Colorado. I'm like, they're not going to come back looking for this stuff, you know. Here's my number in case they do. And uh, she's like, no, they're, you know, they got their families and stuff. They don't want it. It's been sitting in here for 30 years. So this, all this, you know, beautiful and everything was in immaculate shape. So I think that's definitely uh, probably the the pinnacle of amazing finds that I've gotten, even though I did spend a couple hundred dollars, but, you know, there's del- double telescoping yeah, Luke in there, there's the box Death Star play set. just about every vehicle, minus a B-Wing, which mm-hmm. I got today. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. And she was basically storing the collection for you. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, I just I consider myself very lucky and, uh, you know, very nice lady. I hope she's doing well, wherever she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she said she was planning on moving to Florida with her with her son, so. It's not a bad way to retire. Yeah, yeah sure. exactly. So, yeah, hopefully, that, that paid for the plane ticket at least for her, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, like I said, I would have given her more, but, you know, she wasn't having it. And you know, a lot of times with deals like this, especially with people I found that don't necessarily know the value, they just want to cash out yeah. you know and they just want it gone exactly and i think uh there's a lot of karma and stuff like that because you know people can take advantage of others but uh i really think that uh we both walked away happy and i think that's the most important part of deals like that it's so,
0: beautiful yeah. yeah and now your collection is better she's happier she doesn't have to deal with it anymore and it went to a star wars fan
11: exactly yeah so uh i think most of my vintage collection is probably from that that lot because they were all in just such immaculate shape uh, except for the jedi Luke got the nose rub but uh <laughs> as i'm sure you're well aware <laughs> yeah they they can be a bother to uh, to try to find one without one yeah exactly no snap cape though just the regular stone cape but uh still. we'll get you a snap cape at some point yeah i'll find a snap cape one <laughs> yeah. of these days but uh yeah i mean i think that's definitely my you know hands down most amazing find
0: and the final amazing find story comes from spencer myers I had met Spencer for the first time earlier that morning, and had purchased a few examples of my all-time favorite Kenner Star Wars figure from him. Okay, as the day is nearing to its end, uh, I am here with a gentleman who made my day, uh, and I was able to pick up uh, three... Jedi Luke carded figures from him for my collection, which is just outstanding. And his name is Spencer Myers. Spencer, I am so thankful to have met you today, to have gotten a chance to talk to you, and and uh, you know for your kindness and, and selling me those those three items. I made my whole trip, so thank you.
12: Oh, you're welcome. It was great meeting you as well. I mean, you know that's what this hobby's about, meeting people. I mean, mm-hmm. you know it's nice being able to set up a toy show selling stuff. But it's not all about you know selling stuff and the money. It's the friendships that you make, the people that you meet. I mean you know you said you're part of the puro Commissary that's you know one of the main places where i go you know when we're looking for stuff and it's uh, also a network of trust i mean yeah everybody goes there cuz they trust everyone you know you are going to get legit stuff you know you're not going to go there and get crap so yeah. um but, you know it was great meeting you you know it's just one of those freak things i had quite a few of them so <laughs> i
0: saw a picture early in the week and i was like oh i hope he brings them but uh speaking of legit stuff explain to people what you brought because i don't know if i can accurately
12: describe the amount of vintage that you had with you uh i had 200 complete uh gi joe's about 400 complete uh vintage star wars all i deal on is vintage um unless i come across some you know newer but i don't really do that uh I had about 30 box G1 Transformers. I mean, I just had a little bit of everything, uh, mostly Star Wars. I had a bunch of vehicles boxed, sealed, uh, brand new open box, used in box. Uh, you know, all the paperwork I had, probably 500 uh, vintage weapons, um, all the blasters from anything from a, a Bespin blaster all the way up to R2 Saber. How many Luke Stormtrooper Complete figures? Seven. (laughs) And uh, I saw a
0: few Carbonite blocks alone. How many? Uh,
12: I have five Han Carbonite, just the blocks only. Uh, I have the sealed Han Carbonite, sealed last 17s. Uh, I had probably three dozen last 17 figures here. And it's just crazy. (laughs) So
0: if you weren't here this weekend in Carlisle, you certainly missed out. And and Spencer was a big part of that because he brought some amazing stuff. Well, speaking of also having all that stuff, uh, you had mentioned to me that you had a, a pretty amazing finder, too. I have.
12: Um, about two years ago now, there was a guy that posted on one of the vintage Star Wars sites, and it was basically a site unseen. He wanted $5,000. He said he had 32 totes of, of all vintage, and I reached out to him, and he, started, he sent me a couple pictures, posted a couple. Well, I said, I'll just take it. And he said, without well, seeing the rest. And I said, yep. Well, he ended up posting some more pictures. Somebody offered him more. Ended up offering him more money, and I told him, I said, look, I said, they offered, you know, seventy-five hundred. I said I'll match it. I said I'm oh, man my word. I said we already had a deal at five. I said, uh, you know, I'll I'll stay true to my word and I'll come up to you. I traveled 15 hours one way. Oh my gosh! Loaded up my truck, and uh, here he ended up having 44 boxes, and. Of the 44, 38 were all vintage, anything from glass lights, C-3PO's, R2's, all the way to a full run of figures, including last 17, sealed in box stuff, uh, 12-inch figures, all complete the whole entire run of them. There was actually two runs of those. It was just an amazing collection. Carded figures, everything, anything you could dream of, he pretty much had. I I mean, that was one of the finds I wish I could have again, but... Hey, you never uh, know, cool. truly. You, you never know, but it's cool It can to happen
0: tomorrow. It can happen in, you know, 10 years from now. But I, I think it True. will. I think something like that will happen for you again. I hope so. All right. Well, Spencer, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for the Luke Jedi figures and uh, for making, you know, the, this trip really awesome with uh, full of vintage Star Wars stuff. It was nice to see people, you know, really thrilled to
12: pick up stuff, too, so. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, thanks for coming. It's great meeting you. You know, I've seen you on the yeah. sea before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and thank you for... You know, wanting to interview me. I mean, I don't think I'm that interesting, but hey, you never know. We're a community. That's the <laughs> whole is point. True. is
0: Just to, so, also too. So, somebody maybe will listen to this conversation. Will know you, or will will seek you out, and you never know. It can start as uh, a person looking for you know to see if you have a certain item, and then all of a sudden you guys become friends. Or someone comes to another show, yep. sees you, and you guys develop a friendship. So you never and know.
12: There's all those different things that could come out of it. Absolutely. Makes it worthwhile. Absolutely.
0: I'm getting ready to head out now. It's almost three o'clock, and uh, I thought I'd like to save the best conversation for the for the end. <laughs> as he makes gagging noises and gagging faces, um, this is my my good buddy, my roommate as well too, because we got to stay at a hotel in Carlisle. Went out to dinner last night, had a good meal together. Pete Larose,
10: what's going on? <laughs> You sold me for that room, don't forget.
0: Yeah, I do. I will pay you before I leave, I promise. Um, so what was your opinion of the show? As someone who, who set up to sell here, uh, who sold quite a bit of stuff, I'm looking at your cases, and there are
10: giant gaping holes in your cases, which is nice. It's less stuff you have to take home. Uh, so what do you think? Uh, overall, really good. Uh, Andy put a really good show together. Um, there was a, a lot of foot traffic, a lot of, a lot of people buying and selling. Uh, people even doing videos for Facebook communities and selling stuff in the videos as they're walking around the booth. So, no, it was, overall it was really good. Uh, Andy was really organized with his setup and whatnot. So if you guys ever get a chance, definitely check out some of the Andy Cook shows. Um, but, no, it was definitely a good show. To give people an idea of some of the stuff that you had, uh, what were some of the pieces that you sold today? Oh, I had a, a box My Pet Monster, some carded G.I. Joe's carded Star Wars, uh, a couple of carded Inhumanoids, a bunch of loose superpowers, um, just a lot of other 80s odds and ends, and then the, always the, uh, the cheap $5 boxes, that, the junk sells pretty good too. And you also had some, some big items here as
0: well too, some of which sold and some of which didn't sell, uh, like the Power of the Force 2 display, uh, which is one of the earliest displays I believe.
10: Yeah, I mean, there's always there's always some higher end things that you bring out, and if somebody buys it, they buy it. If not, you're happy to take it home. So, yep. Is there anything that you're really happy about not having to lug home? Um, honestly, I'm more happy selling the five dollar stuff than I am the other expensive okay. stuff. Sure. Five dollar stuff just takes up too much room. So, just a lot of just a lot of mis- miscellaneous box things. Um, the carted figures that are in the showcase and stuff like that, I don't mind carting those back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's that big bulky stuff that I'm always happy to let go. And then how tired are you? Tired, sweaty, <laughs> my feet hurt. Kind of want to get on the on the road home, get another four-hour drive home. So yeah. should be fun. But it was a worthwhile vacation. Glad we got to do it.
0: Absolutely. It was always yeah. fun. Yeah. All right. So that is live from Carlisle from the... Toys for the Ages Expo uh, 2021, and uh, we'll have more coming to you on Star Wars prototypes and production. The Toys for the Ages Toy Show in Carlisle, Pennsylvania was amazing. It was such a wonderful experience. It had everything that you'd really want in a toy show weekend. An incredible selection of modern and vintage toys, uh, some wonderful Kenner gems that I was able to bring home, uh, some modern Star Wars stuff as well, and then just really, really nice and pleasant vendors, uh, a great setup, the, the Expo Center is a perfect place to have a sh- uh, show. Um, you know, and, and it's it's all these little pieces. Uh, a surprise, you know, lunch and dinner last night with friends. And, and all of these moments that, to me, really make the experience a memorable one. I will never forget this weekend. And I really mean that. I had high hopes for it. And was really expecting it to be, you know, just a nice show. And was really surprised with how how much I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't know how long I was going to stay today because of you know the ride home, but um, and getting there at 6:30 in the morning, but I wound up staying almost till close. It's funny going to a show like this in Carlisle has made me realize how much I've actually missed during the quarantine and during the the pandemic of, of last year going into this year, that there were so many missed opportunities to be able to go to shows and meetups and it's really nice to have them back. We don't know what the next few days or weeks will hold for us, months, but it's okay. And for right now, we still have that ability to go to shows and to still be with you know be around people and be with people that we either Know and care about dearly, or are getting to know, or we've never known before. I mean, I can tell you, i i met I met so many people today. I don't even know how many people I met just today. And and that's that's just purely just being at a show. That that's what happens, you know, when you take the time just to say hi to somebody and to ask them how they're doing uh, or if they you know picked up anything. And that's that's where friendships build, you know, and then uh, friendships grow on the consistency. You have people who show up time and time again, you start to recognize faces. Uh, you might have to ask them to, you know, to tell you their name again or whatever. And then by the third, fourth time, you know them and then you start talking and you forget when the first time you actually met them was because it just feels so natural. It Organically, it just, it just happens. And all of a sudden you turn around and you, We've been friends for like three years. How did, how did we meet? I love those moments. So for me, the Toys for the Ages show, the Expo at, at Carlisle, Pennsylvania, was just an incredible show. It's one of my favorite collecting moments that I can remember. Just because it, it felt like it had a little bit of everything. It was a great setup, a great venue, it was in a town that was busy enough that there was stuff going on, felt safe, and then at the same time, it felt small enough and quaint enough that you really started to know how to get, get around in the town, and you started to see, you know, familiar landmarks after a while, and after, you know, being here really two, for two days, I felt like it was part of me. And I don't know if that always happens, but it happened this weekend, and it was really, really special. Uh, it was also great because, you know, again, I want a, a huge thank you to Andy Cook uh, and and anybody he had uh, helping him to put this together because it was such a nice event, such a nice moment. The venue was great, uh, the tempo and the pacing, and just just everything around it was fantastic. We had a great turnout wonderful items showed up. Uh, I feel like I'm, you know, walking away with a huge win. And I feel like a lot of people can say that, you know, that I saw many happy customers, which is nice. You know, people going to a show, hoping to find something special and coming away uh, with a, you know, a a backpack full. 276. Or you know a few a few bags full of stuff, and that doesn't always happen at a toy show, and that's okay. That's part of that's that's the thrill of the hunt. You know, is that you're going to have some days where you come away empty-handed, and then you're going to have some days where you know you you hit the lottery <laughs> when it comes to certain items. So it felt really good. Um, it was a great way to spend a weekend. Again, it was just a nice show. We had a chance to spend time doing what we love, getting away from the, the world for a little while, and I, I think that's necessary. I think a lot of us uh, have accumulated those types of travel days, you know, where we really need that. And um, and so for me, taking taking a few days to do that was, you know, again, just rejuvenating, uh, it I feel I feel like I've I feel like I've been away long enough. Looking forward to, to heading home now, but just a nice time. Thank you for traveling to Carlisle, Pennsylvania with me for what was truly a special weekend. I've already marked my calendar for next year's Toys for the Ages Expo. My thanks to Andy Cook for putting on a memorable and worthwhile event filled with the perfect blend of vintage and modern toys. And thank you to Mark Ryan, Mick Jenkins, Christian Kuhn, Kevin Mann, Heath Levitt, Bob Mistrella. Dennis Chicolero, Steve Renzi, Lucas Henkel, Spencer Myers, and Pete LaRose for taking the time to speak with me about life, the show, and collecting. Hearing the stories behind your amazing finds highlighted the joy of the hunt and reinforced the idea that there are still troves of toys and collectibles out there, waiting to be discovered. The goal behind these two episodes were to bring the experience of a regional toy show to you, If you attended it, hopefully it will serve as a nice memory of that event. And if you weren't able to be there or didn't know about it, hearing about what it was like might spur you to take the ride out to Carlisle next year. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Star Wars, Prototypes and Production. It's been so much fun to put these episodes together and to travel out to different areas of the country for toy shows. I plan on releasing a few trip-centric episodes over the next few months, and I'm also working on some episodes for the Collecting Prototype series, as well as the Six Stories and Amazing Finds ones. If you enjoy these episodes and stories, please subscribe or follow the show on your preferred podcast platform. It's free to do so, and this way you'll know as soon as the next episode drops. And if you like the podcast, please share it with a friend, and please leave a review leaving a review of this podcast would help me immensely. These reviews not only help to give listeners an idea of what the podcast is like, but it also serves as a good indicator as to whether it would be worth their time as well. And on top of that, it also helps algorithm-based platforms to recommend prototypes and production to people interested in finding new audio shows. And as I mentioned last time, I have a new goal. I'd like to get to 500 reviews on Apple Podcasts. 500. It's a huge number. And only you can help to make this happen. Each review truly matters in spreading the word about the podcast. I spoke with a friend this weekend who mentioned to me that he wanted to connect with people who love Star Wars and collecting as much as he does who would be happy to talk about action figures for hours, and who love to pore over the details and elements that make our hobby so exciting. And that describes a lot of us. And the easiest way to find others who share that same passion about collecting is to look for a local Star Wars collector's club in your area. The best way to do that is through Facebook. Search the name of your state and Star Wars. I tried it with Wisconsin, Ohio, and California. If there isn't a club in your state, try any of the surrounding ones. Attend a local meetup. Star Wars is a great unifier and makes for easy conversations. And even if you go into a meetup knowing nobody there, by the end of the event, I promise you, you'll come away with a new group of friends. And we're at a point in the hobby in which collectors join many clubs, even if they're not within a reasonable travel distance. For instance, I'm part of the New York-based Empire State Star Wars Collector's Club, but I'm also a member of ones in California, Georgia, and the Northeast, among others. And join a number of collecting groups on social media. They're often the best ways to connect. You can get to know collectors through collecting-based conversations, and friendships tend to develop pretty quickly that way. And the groups are also ways to find out about shows, events, and meetups as well. And by the time you go to your first meetup, it will be less intimidating because you'll already know some of the people who will be attending with you. Two great groups are Bespin Prime and the Imperial Commissary, which also has a group for modern collectors titled the Imperial Commissary Two. They each have a member base in the thousands, and in addition to meeting new people, you'll be able to find some items for your collection. Join the groups, share photos of your collection and a little bit about yourself, and become part of the daily conversations on the pages. A decade ago, I never imagined I'd ever travel out of state for a toy show. But as you can see from these episodes, an event like the Toys for the Ages Expo is so much more than a simple show. And now, I can't imagine missing out on moments like this past weekend. Who knows? Maybe we'll see each other for the next one. And maybe you'll have an amazing find to share with all of us, too. Keep reading, researching, and learning, and be a light to others. See you next time on Star Wars Prototypes and Production.